Good evening. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, St. Mary of the Mount Church, as we celebrate the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Assisting us today is our lector, Joanne Paradise. I, Emily Leal Santiesebon, will be your cantor. Our organist is Amanda Bruce, and our celebrant is Father Daniel. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join in our opening hymn. The lyrics may be found in the bulletin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Amen. My family, as we gather this evening to celebrate and enter into the life and love of God Almighty with us and for us, as we celebrate the 12th week in ordinary time, let us now pause for just a moment and call to mind a wound, a hurt, a struggle, that just needs healing. And let's just take a moment now to open it more deliberately to God's healing and comforting mercy and compassion. Lord Jesus, you came to heal us and to reconcile us with one another and to the Father. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to call those who are hurting in sin like each and every one of us. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you plead for us personally at the right hand of your Father in glory. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, 
We adore you. We glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ. With the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name. For you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your mighty and tender love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. And please know the context here. The first reading is from the, one of the end chapters of the book of Job, and it's very brief. But to understand the, the proclamation, you're going to have to understand the context. This is after all the trials of Job. This is after he lost his wealth, possessions, family, property, and even his own health. He was tempted to question the Lord. Why are you making me suffer? I didn't do anything. And this is the Lord God's response to him. Listen attentively, along with additional uh, statements of the same nature. So listen attentively. And then also the second reading you'll hear proclaimed is from the second uh, letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, helping us recognize that not in a morbid way, but in a healthy way, that we have died already. We are dead in baptism and have been given life renewed in Jesus Christ's resurrection. And that's what St. Paul is trying to help the people of Corinth to recognize in all of us. And also please pay attention to the beautiful responsorial psalm that we'll be singing because it ties the first reading and the gospel together. Listen attentively. A reading from the book of Job. The Lord addressed Job out of the storm and said, who shut within doors the sea when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling bands. When I set limits for it and fastened the bar of its door and said, thus far shall you come no farther and here shall your proud waves be stilled. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the love of Christ impels us once we have come to the conviction that one died for all. Therefore, all have died. He indeed died for all, so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him, for their sake, died and was raised. Consequentially, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even if we once knew Christ according to the flesh, Yet now we know him so no longer. So whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. The word of the Lord.
great prophet has risen in our midst. God has visited his people. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On that day, as the evening drew on, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took Jesus with them in the boat just as he was, and other boats were with him. A violent squall came up, and waves were breaking over the boat so that it was already filling up. Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. They woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased, and there was great calm. Then Jesus asked them, Why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? The Gospel of the Lord. Again, my family, we celebrate the 12th week in ordinary time. And I'm not sure if I shared this little tidbit of uh, Catholic faith trivia with you all, but I did share it last weekend at uh, uh, St. Adelbert Church. But just so we all know what ordinary time is, some people, like myself, believe it or not, when I was a younger person, that I thought ordinary time was a time when we all got together because there was nothing else to celebrate. It was just ordinary. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the case. Did I share this with you already? Ordinary time, the, the term, the notion is a, is a term for the liturgical season that we're in now. And that the liturgical season covers the entire year. And there are segments of the liturgical season that celebrate, listen, particular mysteries of the life of Jesus Christ. Like the nativity is the celebration of the particular mystery of Jesus' entering in, becoming one like us except in sin, the incarnation. And then at uh, 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 then Easter, we celebrate the particular mystery of Jesus' resurrection. And then the seasons prior to that, or the months prior to that, also Advent, where we celebrate the preparation for the coming of Christ at Christmas, and then Lent, where we prepare to unite our, our struggles with the, with the cross of Christ. Those are, those are, again, particular celebrations. But in ordinary time, which gets its name not from the humdrum or boring, <laughs> it gets its name from what is marking it, numbers. They're listed, ordinary time is listed by numerical weeks, and this is the 12th week of ordinary time. <laughs> and that's where the term ordinary comes from, from the ordinal, the number that is listed. That's it. But we as Catholics know deeper meaning of this season known as ordinary time. It's the farthest from 
ordinary in our common uh, way of using that term. It does not mean simple or, or, or boring or humdrum or routine. It means in our Catholic faith that we are celebrating not a particular mystery of the life and love of God Almighty, but we are celebrating and entering into the fullness of the life and love of God Almighty with us and for us. That is ordinary time. So when I said at the beginning of Mass, as we enter into the celebration of the 12th Sunday in ordinary time, I think I had to hush a couple people, right? Because you were celebrating so much. Get out of here. But anyway, now you know the reason why in our Catholic faith we have these terms. Ordinary time is truly not ordinary. It's the celebration of our life in Jesus Christ. So just so you know. But my family, as also you know, Father Michael and I, we deal with, with sickness and, and suffering and dying and death practically every day. And it's difficult. And these readings for us tonight and this weekend really struck a core, chord for me. And I've been praying over them and thinking about them and researching them and praying over them again and talking to friends about them again and just again praying deeply about and praying myself into them which I encourage you all to do so please a quick aside it's Job it's chapter 38 here but it continues on to chapter 41 a few a few more chapters but please take a look at it start here with God's response response to Job and it could be if we open our hearts and mind, a response to us too. But receive it gently. Receive it in the compassion that it's meant by God Almighty who loves us, loves us so much. And you'll see the restoration and vindication of Job at the end, which is an illusion, I hope, or, or a, 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 a alluding to our restoration and vindication at the end of time in the resurrection. So please take a look at that. But again, the book of Job details a lot of suffering, especially suffering that is not brought upon yourself. Because quite often, myself included, we get ourselves in trouble. We cause trouble for ourselves by, by our behavior, by what we do say, what we don't do, what we don't say, and so on and so forth. And quite often, you know, just bad things happen to us. And that's what the book of Job is really about, is just trying to figure out that someone so loyal, someone so faithful, someone so true can be afflicted with such horrifying struggle. Again, if you know the book of Job, he not only lost his wealth and his property, he lost his family, all of them. And then he lost his own health. And then he was tempted to curse the Lord. And the Lord responded, helping him recognize that, that he's not God. I think that's something that we need to hear too, that we're not God. And I think that's a healthy realization to have. And that tied, that's tied in here when, when Job is talking about the storm that, that God spoke out of, or God spoke out of the storm and God is answering him, say, okay, where were you when I uh, formed the water and made the clouds its clothing and then set up a, a doorway to stop it from entering farther into the, into the coastline? Where were you, Job? That's basically saying, where were you? So 
But it goes on further by saying, you know, in the responsorial psalm, Psalm 107, please take a look at it. Who sailed the sea in ships? They saw the works of the Lord. And then they cried to the Lord in their distress. He, God, hushed the storm to a gentle breeze. This is in Psalm 107. The Psalms were the prayers of the Jewish people. The Psalms were written for prayers, to, to, to reflect upon them and to recite them and to even memorize them. So I'm not saying everybody has to know their sacred scripture, and I doubt that the, all the disciples knew the Psalms from the, from the Jewish, from the Jewish uh, sacred scripture, but this is a direct connection to the question asked by the disciples, who then is this? This is after Jesus calmed the storm. Who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? Well, the answer, if you were listening, is God. <laughs> and then St. Paul, this is the, the second reading so beautifully proclaimed, Please take a look at second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 5. Again, St. Paul in his second letter to the Corinthians is encouraging the people of Corinth and all of us. He's encouraging us, helping us recognize that suffering is, that life is suffering. Let's take a look. This is chapter 5. Take a look at the beginning, chapter 1. He's helping us recognize that when we suffer, which is unavoidable, but if we align our sufferings with the sufferings of Jesus Christ, they become redemptive. They become purposeful. We give them meaning and significance. And if we share in the sufferings of Jesus Christ, St. Paul assures us that we will share in his victory. And that's what this letter is also trying to help us recognize in this passage. Again, second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 5. Please take a look at it. This notion that God Almighty entered into our humanity. This truth, he's saying, the love of Christ impels us, meaning if we could just grasp this reality, this truth, that God loves us so much that he entered into our humanity. <laughs> the love of Christ impels us, but not just that, he entered into our affliction. He entered into our struggle, and he entered into our death. The love of Christ revealed impels us that once we come to the conviction that one died for all, God entered into our humanity, became man. God, in his humanity, died for all of us. And in the celebration of the sacrament of baptism, we enter into the life of Jesus Christ, his passion, his death, and his resurrection. So my family, when St. Paul is saying, he indeed died for all so that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. My family, again, Jesus, God's love for us made manifest in Jesus Christ is revealed by his sacrifice, the sacrifice of his own death for our sake. And he, in that death, embraces us all 
in his love. And how we partake of that is through baptism, where we are immersed. If you know the theology of baptism, we are immersed in the life and love of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We become a new creation, as St. Paul is saying. <laughs> we become new. We die with Jesus Christ, and we rise with him in baptism. My family, this notion of dying is so fascinatingly conveyed in our artwork around our Catholic faith. If anybody here has ever been to Rome, specifically to St. Peter's Basilica, every major church has a baptismal font right in the front, right in the entranceway of the church. The baptismal font for St. Peter's Basilica, as soon as you enter the front door to the left, you can't miss it. And the baptismal font is beautifully ornate you know, with bronze, images of the Lamb of God on top, Jesus Christ, an image of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that recognizing that we enter into the life of God, God Almighty. But guess what the actual basin is made out of? A refurbished funeral monument. Because they, maybe they just needed material or maybe they wanted to convey the deepest meaning of baptism, that we enter into not only his life, but we enter into his death. So my family, the, the reality for us is in baptism, we have died. And this, this is our new life. What are we waiting for? Let us now turn to our loving Father and ask him to hear our prayer by responding, Lord, hear our prayer. That all the baptized may know their place within the body of Christ mm. and be strengthened to live the Paschal mystery, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For the grace to choose the peace of Christ even when it's difficult, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. That all fathers and those who show a father's love be richly blessed, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We go forth. As our nation celebrates Juneteenth this weekend, that we may work to end racism in all its private and systematic dimensions, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Jack Higgins, John Krasminski, Arlene Magnani, Melissa Paschal, and Rebecca Waskoviak, May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And we remember today all of our parishioners and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And our closing prayer is our prayer for unity, which can now be found in the bulletin. 
Um, if you turn the page from the Mass um, to the second page, and we can pray that together. We raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our Mother, and to her most glorious Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. At the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now, together, joyfully, dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Are we live streaming this? For those not unable to be with us uh, uh, physically, we now pray a prayer for spiritual communion. Dear God, our Father, we ask you to send forth your spirit into the hearts and minds and lives of those who are unable to be with us today. Give them an experience of your relentless mercy and your mighty and tender love. Unite them with us by the power of the Spirit. We ask this in the name of Jesus, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A few announcements. Next weekend will be Amanda Bruce's final weekend as director of music ministry at our parish. Amanda Bruce is right over there. Everyone is invited to stay after the 11.30 a.m. Mass again next Sunday to wish Amanda well as she moves on to the next chapter of her life. See the bulletin for additional details. Also, uh, as, I, as Father Michael and I mentioned the, uh, both sites last weekend, we are uh, making an appeal for uh, technology ministers, people that want to uh, learn or already do know about uh, live streaming, computers, basic video, stuff like that, because we want to, primary purpose, continue our live streaming after the pandemic uh, and so on. We want to continue the live streaming and second purpose, possibly with more uh, uh, professional or even savvy uh, uh, technology people, we could even expand the services that we provide through the video and live streaming. So if anybody is interested in learning or already has that ability or has a gift, pray about it, think about it, and uh, 
And if you're interested, talk to me or to Father Michael. We're, we're, we're open to anybody who would like to help us with that feature in our ministry. And lastly, I just, uh, I wasn't going to share this, and it's maybe this is why I'm distracted, and I'm sorry for my distraction, but uh, the most horrifying thing uh, uh, in my life, uh, the anniversary of it is coming up. Uh, it was the death of my sister. I was a child. I was seven years old. She was 13. Uh, she was the oldest. I'm the youngest in the family. There's three children between us. Uh, and again, a seven, I was, she was 13. I was seven. Uh, just to try to process the death of a sibling, uh, a tragic death of a sibling. Uh, I've been dealing with that trauma my entire life. Uh, and it's not easy. And, and, and m much of my life, I questioned the Lord. Like, why did you, why did you let my sister die? You know, it shouldn't have been. It, sh it was just an accident. It was just, uh, she was getting surgery, a simple routine surgery at Children's Hospital. She died on the operating room. I mean, I mean, it's just, we all, my dad and my mom were, were traumatized. We all still struggle with it. Really, it's been how many years later? I share that with you because I can't answer it like Job does. And, and it's, it's chapter 42, by the way. Job finally comes to that realization that there are th some things that he just cannot comprehend, and that's okay. But that trust in the Lord, you know, helps him endure. And that's what gets me through it, I'll be honest with you. And the providential thing about it. If you could find beauty in tragedy, which we can as people of faith, because of the horrifying death of my sister, because of the trauma that I've experienced my entire life, people tell me that I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm good at ministry, especially with the suffering and the dying and the dead. So let's take that for what it's worth. How many people am I helping because of the wound that I've experienced? So something for us all to take into account. Our sufferings are just not meaningless. There's meaning to them. If we could find it, God is there. He's always with us. And sometimes he even speaks from the storm like he did with Job. And sometimes he stills the storms outside, and sometimes he just stills the storm inside to give us the strength and the fortitude to persevere, endure, and even overcome. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us stand and pray. Oh, a blessing to the fathers was just requested. Praise the Lord. Amen. For all those men who are fathers and all those men who act in a fatherly manner, let's just pray God's blessing upon all those. Dear God, our Father, we ask your special blessing upon the men in our lives who are our fathers and who love and lead in a, and protect in a fatherly manner. 
We ask again your blessing upon them. Keep them strong. Keep them healthy. Let them know our gratitude and love for them. And may you guide them always with the help of your angels. We ask this in the name of Jesus, Lord, forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. All rights reserved. That's it for this week. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe and please know that we are always praying for you.